0: so much support for freelancers or artists in the, in the media, um, as I have now.
1: They both laid me off from just the advent of the, the outbreak.
0: I'm anthropologist and author Veronica Kieran, and I am building an interview archive of stories and anecdotes that define this time in history. If you have an experience that you'd like to share, check out the show notes to sign up for an interview. At the end of each episode, I ask the participant to frame final words for future generations who may be looking back on this pandemic with curiosity, wonder, or the need for knowledge just as we are looking back at the Spanish flu of 1918. These words don't always make it into the final podcast episodes so every 10th episode will be a special edition of the final thoughts of the previous 10 participants.
3: To stay bonded to each other and we have to be, to, 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 to keep up this solidarity that we developed during the coronavirus going on no matter what, no matter if we face difficult times, no matter if we have the, uh, the issue with Black people now in America or uh, uh, the refugees with the we have to stay we have to, to understand that now that we face the fear, all of us together, we understand how our minorities are happening for. So we have to stay there together with the minorities and help them, no matter if we face the fear or not, or no matter if the problem no matter how distant the problem is. Us. So we have to be more socially engaged. This is the meaning, the meaning the message that I wanted. We have to be together in this with or without the virus
4: with or without, extreme pretty Oh, and this one is one that came to me in the beginning of, I don't know, the beginning of all of this, if it was in March, something and I blogged about it and I I spoke about it on Instagram and stuff. There's calm to be had. And this was, I've been, I've been winter bathing for two years where I don't go in a sauna, I just go in the water, no matter how cold it is, and I stay in for for quite some time, and it's lovely. And that's the sense that I have in the world, that even though there's, there's chaos and mayhem and anxiety and the unknown, you don't know what this virus is, how it will affect you, if it will come, you know, but there is calm to be had in all of this. You don't need to sort of go into that sensation in your mind. Uh, you can just breathe through it. Um, because what's going to come is going to come anyway.
5: Even now, I think it's really easy to forget what it was like three months ago in the middle of lockdown. And so like I think... Even not looking that far ahead, I think within three years time, like all of this talk of, we're going to change the way we do this. We're going to change the way we strategize is going to be completely forgotten. And I think that's sort of a, like the human factor of like the statistics to this, the that, like that will sort of be all it's kind of boiled down to rather than how people actually feel or the, how difficult it was. Um, and it was like, there's, there was such a huge burden on everyone. But it's so easy to just sort of forget that now things are semi-okay. And I obviously know that I'm coming from the UK and Europe where it kind of is. Um, And so there is that sort of, like, for me, it's just like, oh, I can go to the tube, I can go to a cafe, I can do whatever I want, it's fine. Um, I can go to a bar, um, which is obviously ridiculous because three months ago, I was just like, oh, I don't know when this will happen. Will it be six months, a year? Um, Which is such a strange, Thing to forget about, or like to to not be thinking about. Like I think the the mental health aspects will be there for the foreseeable future, but I think it will sort of the scarring will not really be sort of attributed to that in the same way. So yeah, it's it's more difficult than perceived, and also it's kind of fucked up that we haven't improved since the 1910s when we last went through this. Like the fact that the advice was pretty much exactly the same is just absolutely ridiculous. Like, let's say 20, 30, 40 years time when we're in the next one, then I assume and hope it'll be slightly better, but I imagine it'll be the exact same message of wash your hands for 20 seconds while singing happy birthday.
6: The whole concept of the greater good needs refinement. Um, We've tried to make the case in all of this for the greater good, Um, and this whole mess has been, and by mess I mean virus, this whole situation has been so um, politicized, so polarizing, so everything. Nobody agrees um, on anything, Um, and that's what we're focused on, um, is where we don't agree. Um, and I think we're always going to, if we focus on what we don't agree on, we're always going to find more stuff that we don't agree on. Um, and we keep going back to, you know, everything from, man, kids deserve to play sports their senior year. Um, and you hold that in contrast to somebody's losing their business Um, And people don't see that they're interconnected in the ripple effects of actions um, of people disregarding stuff early on and that are the same people that are complaining about "Well, my kid doesn't get to play football and it's like five months ago you were like this mask thing is a joke I'm not wearing a mask and now so like what does it take for us to to grapple with this whole question of the greater good? What does it take to meet, what what is that piece that it's gonna be like, no, is human life valuable or is some human life valuable? Is if I lose my business but I save my life and my neighbor's life, is that a worthwhile endeavor? I don't think we're answering those questions. I don't think that anybody's posing those because it's like, well, the, the right says this and the left says this and the scientists say this. We're not getting back to the truth. So if I was going to give anything. It's what is the truth? What does science say? And how do we wrestle with this overarching thing of is life valuable? Is all life valuable? And to me, um, that's the question that I think we've answered clearly is that we don't value all life equally. Um, And I have a problem with that, um, a major problem with that. And And I think where we're headed and what we're going into is going to be a reckoning because we are, we are thinking that way. Um, So if you're going into a pandemic or you think a pandemic is coming, be prepared for more or less the dirty laundry of whatever's going on in that time is going to be put out to wash and we're going to see where you stand, we're going to see where your country or your society or your community stands. That's going to come out. So be willing to have hard conversations, be willing to face very uncomfortable truths and be willing to give up luxuries, (laughs) Um, be willing to give up some of your freedoms um, for the sake of others. because. My freedom only extends as far as it starts impacting yours. And we've forgotten that. Being cautious,
7: but not hysteric, is sort of the encapsulating of how I'm looking at this, which is, don't panic about anything, it'll be fine. You'll get your Nintendo Switch, you'll get your toilet paper, you'll get your hand sanitizer, you'll get your restaurants. All of that will come back. It might be different because those companies and those products have had to adapt in their own way. Like, be cautious. So if it's, if it's wear a mask, if it's don't distance or, or, or socially distance from people, just listen, but don't go, don't go crazy. There's no need to overextend yourself for the circumstance. Well, the circumstance will have happened if somebody's reading this or, or listening to this. I think be cautious, but not hysteric, because things will return to some form of normal, some form of normalcy, or it will have improved. And wear a space age mask, or whatever, whatever is the, the next phase of uh, pandemic thirty twenty one.
8: Compassion, I would say, is is the biggest theme. Um, you know, if. It, especially with this pandemic, there have been a lot of debates in the United States about you know whether one should wear a mask or whether it's you know it's against my freedom, it's against you know my personal belief. But I think we need to take a step back and and remind ourselves that we're it's not just about me and my freedom and what I think is right. You know sometimes even if the masks didn't really do much if it came from a point of view where, you know, I'm going to spread it from happening to other people. Like, I think that mindset that, you know, we're, we're collective, we're not one. And my individual freedom is important, but at the same time, like I can't, I need also to be responsible to people around me and the actions that I take today, how does it affect other people? Um, So that kind of moral inclination, I think is what will get us out of this pandemic Both in terms of physically, but also just, you know, in terms of spirit. Like, I think it's ever more than ever before, I felt so individualistic (laughs) during this pandemic because I'm spending so much time with myself. Um, I live alone, so I'm so cut off. And even those of us who don't live alone, I think we're really bound to the few people we are very closest to and maybe hopefully have similar thoughts to. I think it's so easy to feel isolated that it's, you know, maybe almost inevitable that we start thinking more selfishly like you know i want to get out of this pandemic i want to do things that i have been doing but maybe this is a a time really hard to think about what do i do now that affects other people and maybe pandemic is a time to realize that on one hand individual individualistic thinking is is good but on the other hand we cannot survive as a mankind, both emotionally and physically, if we don't care about other people um, and and the things that we do, how is it impacting other people? And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, politically here, like, some people are refusing to do this and that. And I think it really comes from a very selfish point of view where, like, this, this is affecting me, you know, wearing a mask. I don't want to wear a mask. But why does it have to be a problem? You should think about other people. If you wear it, maybe somebody else will Um, You know, somebody else's life will be spared or they will not fall sick. Um, And even if it doesn't do anything, the fact that you even cared for other people to take this action, I think, is something that will lift your spirit. And so I think that would be my big message for pandemic or any kind of situation.
3: Maybe I have a few. One is that we can do impossible things. It's possible to do impossible things, you know. We're, we're, we have more capacity than we, we ever imagined. And you know actually when the pandemic started, I was just listening to this book, um, The tattoos from Auschwitz. <laughs> I guess I guess I picked it not by you know. So it was just um, this novel about it was based on a true story, you know about something that happened in the Holocaust you know camps. And I, I felt there's so much similarities in it, you know? <laughs> Only here, the enemy is not, you know, it's in, invisible, it's invisible, but, and, and then you thought, you know, these people survived that, you know? Those that made it, they did survive that, and they did manage to live, to create another life after, you know? So we will also survive this in some way, and even if we'll have to wear masks the, the rest of our days, that will be our life and we will manage, you know, you you know, we we will manage. I think that the the most important thing is to always make sure you live, you know, to always bring more life in your daily life. even when it's restricted, like not to forget to, to really live as fully as you can. And you know, then things can be in little pleasures, like you know, like we didn't go anywhere for vacation this year. You know, we didn't go to eat out. We didn't go to a movie. You know, I miss so much seeing a sign for a movie at the movie theater. You know, you know, the new blockbuster is out. Go see it. I really miss that. But, you know, it's it's what it is. And we just have to find new ways and to get creative and, and to evolve with it. From now on, it's an evolution. We just have to evolve with it. It didn't happen and it will go away. It's an evolution. It happened and now we evolve with it. This is what it is.
1: My first response is vote. That's because of the climate that we're in. Um, For me, the importance of having a plan and having leadership that acknowledges where we are is exceedingly valuable. I'm going to repeat that. Having leadership that acknowledges where we are is exceedingly valuable. That's one piece of this. And that's not just for a pandemic, that's for any time. The other thing I want people to know when they look back at this pandemic is I want them to know that tomorrow is promised to no one and tomorrow is promised to no one. And that doesn't mean we advance forward in fear. It means that we advance forward in love and we advance forward boldly in love and um, know what your values are and never be afraid to lead and live from your place of values. And in this hyper, you know, we're having a pandemic in a hyper, 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 hyper political environment, right, a, a, just a crazy political environment. And I feel like if we could all connect to our values, what we value in ourselves, in each other, that we could actually get through this pandemic in a more collaborative capacity. And I I see that watching all the discourse happen around schools, do we return in person or do we distance learning and everything happening on social media, everyone having a view and a perspective on it and not always being kind with our language. So my other thing is hold discourse lightly and remember to be kind, lead with kindness, be kind. And my other piece of advice is we just lost Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg this weekend. And I hope in her passing that we will all channel our inner Justice Ginsburg. You know, I hope that we will channel that. I hope that we will use everything and everything everything she was and everything she represented. And um, I hope all of us will cling to that value and that wisdom that she had so for such a long time. And I hope that we will use her and hold her up as an example of how to navigate life as well as navigate a pandemic.
2: I'm listening to a podcast called uh... Um, Octavia's parables, so it's about Octavia Butler's parables. So the series, the parables, like Parable of the Sower and Parable of the Talents. And in this book, um, Octavia Butler um, wrote a story about someone who lives in 2024, and Octavia Butler wrote that book in 96, something like that. And she, the closeness of what's happening now in that book is just mind-blowing. So she knew, Octavia Butler knew, how, if we are not making decisions, smart decision and human nature centered decision in 2024, we'll end up in a very, um, in a crisis, a world in crisis, which is going to that. Um, so it's amazing to read the, those books uh, to know what not to do, <laughs> maybe, and wake up. Um, so I'm listening to the podcast, and it's by Adrian Adre- Mayer Brown and Toshi Oregon. And one of the questions they ask uh, in the podcast, which is about the book, is like, time capsule, right? Why would you leave three items in a time capsule for someone who would discover what happened during that pandemic? And for me, I would put that, um, that book, Octavia Butler's the, Talent, the Parable of the Sword and notebooks, a lot of notebooks. I journaled so much, like more than I usually do. And I have different ones because I'm journaling about my thoughts, about my work as a designer, about my book, but I have different notebooks according to what I'm writing on, Um, and I think that the main thing um, that I grew even more and I had before is like being comfortable with discomfort and for me that's the key of a lot of growth and a lot of uh, the world could really change in a graceful way and not like a scary way if we uh, we and everyone and people in leadership uh, governing the country or leadership in some uh, companies to like welcome um, discomfort and not avoiding any type of discomfort or pain. But um, I really I was already practicing that with meditation, but even more now, like, you don't know. And I think I want to believe at least that more people were in practice of that. Like when we have our nine to five, we rush to go to work and back, and do that for like years. I think um, one little change makes us very unsettled. And here, I want to believe. I want, like, I hope that everyone had some type of experience that made them remember, oh, that happened, but I survived. And something I was horrible at the beginning, I kind of like adapt myself to this. And like believing that whatever's going to happen, or um, that. Welcoming that flexibility and uh, being comfortable when when it's not us- the usual um, is like, yeah, I think that's, that's really the roots of being able to change.
9: Yeah, wash your hands, I guess, is number one. I mean, data shows kind of like if you just wash your hands better, you would prevent this, largely. Uh, so that's like number one. I think that's, uh, you can discuss and talk about all kinds of preventions, but I mean, generally, if we just wash our hands, it's fine. I mean, like all these kind of situations and where humans adjust, I think it's like important to just stay calm, be logical, do what have worked in the past and not invent new crazy ways. So what worked in the past is wash your hands and, you know, Keep some distance if that's needed, and that's all. Like, it's so simple. Um, and just simply adjust yourself, and and it will be all right. I mean, uh, if there comes a big virus that will kill everything, we don't need to worry. We will not see that day anyway. So uh, we can assume that the device some people need in the future is simply for something less dangerous.
0: Episodes are being released as soon as I get the interviews. So subscribe so you don't miss a thing, and share if this meant something to you, and if you think others might benefit. Stay safe. Stay well.